Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. New edition of the Winning Plays Podcast is back. My name is Brian Robb, joined by the one and only Ryan Bernardoni. As we come to the very tail end of what is, I don't know, Ryan, is this as close to like a perfect preseason for this team? Um, if Is there a perfect preseason? Does it even matter? But like in terms of everything you kind of want to see at this point, everyone staying healthy, knock on wood, like what's, they have obviously one more game to go through on Thursday night here, but there's the uh a lot of good things seem to be flowing out of the first uh couple weeks of this new look group together yeah the the vibes the vibes seem to be immaculate um the games you know the games they're preseason games what are you supposed to draw from them i I don't know a lot (laughs) yeah everything (laughs) we have to jump to wild conclusions here uh the offense is great the defense could use some work uh, well, but except that neither of those things matter. Uh, I think we just know the offense will be will be very, very good from the talent they have on the team, and I'm sure the defense will be totally there once you know they get a couple of weeks playing together. Um, but I, I think the bigger thing is probably just sort of like the feeling around the team, right? Everybody seems to be um, kind of locked in. Uh, even a lot of times, you get teams that have that have gone pretty far in the playoffs, and maybe they come into the regular season taking it a little bit easy, thinking about if they need to pace themselves for the playoffs. Like this, the team seems poised to to get out of the blocks really quickly and to to take it seriously that right from the start. And some of that might be the fact that there's been a lot of turnover on the team. Um but I don't know. It just seems they they team seem like a team that is on a mission. And I know last year it felt that way coming off of it seemed like there was a lot of that talk last year coming yes. off of going to the finals. But maybe you it didn't feel as authentic it feel, felt almost like players saying what they thought they were supposed to say this this year it I, and this I, totally made up right i don't know really but it they feel very locked in right now which i you would is better than feeling like they're the 76ers or something right now right like it, it the vibes do feel really good right now yeah i agree with you in terms of like there's less like again everything was about the finals final finals like coming out the finals last year and then obviously you had the the email cloud hanging over everything um, that clearly is gone. Um, things are a lot less complicated um, for Joe Mazzula and everyone left. You know, there's been, you know, clear big changes made that has simplified a lot of decisions. Um, 
The one big already, decision. They've already brought in his replacement in Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you heard? There's, there's three alternatives. For yeah. If Joe Mazzola comes out, if he if they the come out five hundred. <laughs> oh, what is the what is? And, Everybody's and got to fill the week, right? You got shout out it. and shout out to everyone on Southern Street Reddit. Like for I had like three, I had multiple people emailing me on that Friday night the screenshot of the Van Gundy on the on the uh, staff page there. So that uh, kudos to uh, I'm sure many listeners and uh, avid social media followers on there for that. But yeah, it is. Um, I guess here's the the first before we get into like just what has actually mattered this reason I'll, I'll start this conversation like the starting five conversation which is always overrated but it's a fun conversation to have and there's clearly three distinct choices this team could make based on what we've seen this offseason like or this preseason are you leaning in any direction in terms of what you want to see night tonight or, or what what's and what's your feel in terms of what direction they're going to eventually go in here i think it makes the most sense to just take, you know, put Horford on the bench and have him come in with just to play fewer minutes because of right. his age and because you're trying to sort of deliver him in as healthy a, a position as you can when you get to the playoffs. And so it makes sense to do that. It also, you're, you're a little bit deeper at guard than at center. So it sort of pushes guys around in the rotation that, um, that may be beneficial, but I, yeah, it doesn't matter that much. Like you said, like it's more of a talk thing than, than anything else. And a lot of it, as we know, in, in the league comes down to sort of egos and veterans or who gets to play here and there and who gets the starting, uh, the, that whatever, that little boost to, to their ego that doesn't really matter all that much. Uh, um, the conversation around who closes, I think is more dependent on matchups. We talk a lot of times about our, about like, oh, do you have matchup dependent starters? I don't know how much that makes sense to really do in the end. I've I've sort of wa- wavered on that over the years. It's like, do you just want to like lock in on your starters and to let everybody set their routines? It's a long season and everybody has to get through game days and, and all that. And just getting your routine set, set up so you know when you're coming in and all that and not sort of play games with that. But obviously you do that with the closing lineup about what your matchups are and who's playing well. For the starters, like I think it just probably makes the most sense to to go to Al and say, you know, you're going to come off the bench this year because we're trying to keep your minutes pretty low. Uh, and then you get to the playoffs and if everybody's healthy, then matchups become more of a consideration where, yeah, if you're playing against Giannis, then maybe he reenters the starting lineup, but that's a conversation for way down the line. But I don't know that it, that just seems logical to me, but I know they, the sort of the game where they said, okay, Drew is coming off the bench and the stuff he said, threw a little bit of the wrench in the works on what we were assuming was a, a question between White or Horford. Right. You're saying it's three. Like, what, where are you thinking? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's like, that's a, the, to me, it was like, is White or Horford coming off the bench? But the, this wrinkle of when they had Drew come off the bench initially and then, you know, talking to people, like, I I do think it, like, it's, they're giving it legitimate consideration. Um, I just never thought that, you know, Drew, like from like an ego standpoint, I mean, he seems to be a very selfless guy, but that still would be quite the move to bring, you know, an all a guy, a guy who was an all-star last year. You know, he's still obviously be playing 30, 30 to 35 minutes per game, but to, for him to bring him in this situation, be like also, we also want you to come off the bench um, in a contract year here. Um, but maybe they know that that extension's coming and he's cool with that. Like I can see the case for it, but I'm with you in terms of like, I think, for to protect Al, which should I think honestly, 
a top of your priority list all year long, given what where the depth chart is and given where your biggest needs are in the postseason in the Eastern Conference, that would seem to take precedent, as well as the fact that it, it, you don't have to worry about jumbling things around every time he rests on a back-to-back. You just obviously move Cornette into that backup center slot um, on those nights, which for, on those 10, 15 nights a year that he gets off. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of in the same place. It makes sense to me. I know uh, Zach Lowe was talking on one of his pods about how he had heard, sort of alluding to the, the thing that, that Drew coming off the bench was not just a one-time thing and that they were seriously considering it uh, after that game. And he talked a little bit about how the, the sort of idea of staggering Tatum and Drew so that Jalen isn't in a position where he's the sort of lead offensive creator um, there's always somebody else there who can do that with you, which to me is like, uh, okay, well, he's making $300 million. Like, do you really need to protect him that, <laughs> that much in terms of the offensive fulcrum to be like, we need to set up our entire rotation to make sure that he's never on the court with only Kristaps Porzingis, who's also going to score a bunch more. Like, and, I don't know. And they can also uh, do that with Drew starting, like what they did last yeah, night exactly. is that it's like, listen, yeah, Tatum first off the bench, keep Drew and Jalen out there. Like, that's fine. And then they're out there if like out. Like, it's, that's, like, again, like, I, 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 I get that case, but I, I'm with you. Like, you don't necessarily need to do that with Drew coming off the bench to set it up. I think you, you can make an argument for any of any, either of the guards or, or Al, what, why you would have them come off the bench. I just don't think like, Oh, we're setting everything up to protect our all NBA wing who just signed a mass. <laughs> like, I don't, that just doesn't seem like number one on the list to me. Um, yeah. That feels a little bit to me of uh, overreacting to a bad couple of playoff games. And, um, and I know the, the analytics, on off stuff with with Jason and Jalen have never been balanced, right? It's, Jason's on off stuff is impeccable, and and Jalen's has never been great. And like I get the some of the rotation stuff, it just seems to me to be an unnecessarily complicated way to to do those things. And that what makes the most sense is like, yeah, we have an important player who's in his late thirties, and we want to protect his minutes, and so we will bring him off the bench because that's just easier. Um, but, you know, if you're, like you said, I don't know how much it really matters. And I, I think that's probably where they'll end up. But I guess we'll find out in a couple of days right, what they're thinking. Uh, and and then, like you said, yeah, every time there's a back-to-back or an injury that gets picked up or whatever it might be, you then find yourself shuffling a lot of stuff around, which is not ideal. All right, let's take a break to hear from our sponsor, FanDuel. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online, real money wager only. $10 $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling help line ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smarts from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. So that'll be, I mean, like you said, we'll, they'll probably keep the Cards close to the vest there until uh, opening night um, next week in New York. But um, yeah, just some fascinating choices um, there. Um, what else has really stuck out to you? Uh, things that are, you know, the vibes are good. The offense 
like upside is you know they're probably just scratching the surface at this point when they have their best five on the floor but as far as other storylines whether it is someone in that starting five whether it's Pritchard or anyone surprising you off the bench in the you know the, the nine to 15 slots maybe someone who can like knock on the door there what is there anything else catch your eye or is this a lot of what you ex, you know expected to see out of this group I think it's mostly what you would expect to see. I mean, the thing that kind of stands out in the way they're playing right now is that there is a very high volume of three-point shots, um, both for them and and their opponents. But I don't I think that's kind of what we knew was coming. It's a shift all the way across the league that's been going on for years. It's it's not unique to this team. Uh, but it does stand out sometimes, like just how... I, I think at the beginning of the Knicks game, they, their first five or six shots were all threes, and you're just like, oh, okay, by the end of the first quarter, you're like, oh, they've got like... How many have they taken? Like 16 threes in a quarter. Like there's just a lot of a lot of three-point shooting from a lot of good three-point shooters. And and on a good night, that leads you to a lot of points. And on a bad night, it leads you to still a decent amount of points because it's, you know, just the math of how it works. Um uh, in terms of there's I mean a mild surprise. I don't know if we need to get here this quickly. Like, is Banton ahead of Brissett in the rotation? Yeah. Is that gonna be a thing? Um Where's V? Assume... Where's V? Out of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's his fight is with Hauser, right? And right. they're going to go Hauser. They're going to give him, I think, a pretty long leash for a variety of reasons. Um, just, you know, he's probably a better player, but contract control and things like that also come into it. Like, he's a little bit of a more important player in, in the franchise, and he's been here longer. So I think that that's the head-to-head matchup that that's fee in order for him to actually get minutes. He needs to outplay yeah, he needs Hauser. Hauser, though, yeah. He uh, needs Hauser, though. The Brissett, Stevens, Banton, who's in that spot. I had sort of assumed that it was going to be Brissett. They had gone to him first in the rotation a couple of times. And then maybe Banton has gotten in there a little bit more. Um, We're talking about the, whatever, ninth guy in the rotation? Tenth guy? I don't know what number he's even going to be. Tenth, I guess. So how much does it really matter? I don't know that it's going to have different guys on different nights. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have rest. You're going to have things where one guy has to to step in, but it does seem at the moment that that's a little bit more up in the air than I expected it to be. Yeah. Briss, that's probably the one guy I think that's had like somewhat of a disappointing preseason. I mean, he, you know, the shots aren't falling. That's it is what it is in four game sample size, but um, he, he really hasn't been able to do any, much of anything offensively. Um, it's, I guess he hasn't really stuck out then. It hasn't been in a good or a bad way, but you wonder offensively, like if Ben's, you know, versatility on the perimeter might be appealing, even though all those guys, like it's, that's a clear spot of maybe where they'll try to upgrade, you know, down the line during the season if they need to, but, um, no one's really separated themselves in that group just yet to your point. Yeah, but it's all guys who have played. It's one of those things where yeah. you almost feel like if one of these three guys got cut from another team, they'd be like, oh, we should go and get him. He's an upgrade over the two guys you have. And it's like, because you have all three of them already, you're just looking at them and like, eh, actually, maybe they're all kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> they have different different skills and different strengths, but they, to an extent, it's like, okay, we've got these guys who are similar sized, not great shooters, relatively versatile defenders, but they're, you know, they're the the classic innings eating guys at the the back end of your rotation and, and you need those guys and there are times when you need them to step up and could one of them have a 20 point game here or there in the season they will they probably very likely will um 
so I don't know how much it really matters. And and those things rarely stay stable because the coaching staff, in some cases, even if a player isn't doing anything wrong, they're like, well, we don't want this guy to just sit there and get DMPs for weeks and weeks. So we you know, cycle guys through to keep them fresh and and in the game. And and Svee will get that as well, where even if Hauser plays 80 games, there will be, it's not like he's never going to play, just as I said, that they're kind of head-to-head matchup on on who's getting the minutes. They will, He will play at, at different times in the year and in different games and matchups and all that. Uh, but everything else feels really stable, which is probably part of why the vibes feel really good. It's like, yeah, there's these questions about who's going to start and there will be questions about who's going to close on which nights. And there are some questions here in the rotation, but a lot of it is sort of feels like it's very stable. It's like, yeah, we've got these top six guys. There's four more rotation spots other than Pritchard, you have Pritchard and Cornette who are pretty well established in there. And then it's like Hauser has his specific matchup of like, this is the guy you have to outplay. And then there's three guys or four guys who are going for the other spot. And then you have the bigs who are deeper down the bench. And everybody kind of has a, a role already that they slot into. Um, so even with a team that had a lot of upheaval in terms of who's on the roster, it feels like a roster that makes sense. And coming out of preseason, that's that's a good thing, you know, a good place to be with a, a team that has had this many changes. I agree. It's everything is again like super simplified from you know rotation standpoint, like night to night, who's healthy, who's not who's going to play like Payton Pritchard obviously has established themselves as a clear, you know, second guy off the bench um, with how he's looked this, this preseason. And with that, and that contract extension already looks like a very good bet as much as you can at this point. Um, At least it's not going to turn into a bad contract. I would think over the next four years, if he can, you know, keep up this level, I mean, he's taking 10.33 a game right now in the preseason, which is in 24 minutes, which is, pretty um incredible but he's hitting 39 percent of them so if you can he's gonna get those open looks aren't gonna go away for him this year when he's playing with these guys um so if he can maintain close to that level of production that's gonna be pretty big and make things simpler for the rest of the bench where you can get away with playing a you know limited offensive guy like Brissett or stevens here and there if you need him yeah it's funny that he gets those shots when he's playing with those guys and they're easy shots and he gets those shots when he's not playing with those guys and they're just more difficult shots, either way, he's getting those right. shots up, right? <laughs> uh, he, I, I, whenever I watch him, I always think, especially when he's playing in the, in the games where like the, the starting guys are maybe not all playing or something like that, that he's, he sometimes feels like he must be like the greatest garbage time player in the world. And then you think back to like how many leads they've just let slip away when it's like you get him into garbage time with three or four minutes to go and it all just kind of falls apart. And you're like, wait, how does that happen when you have Pritchard out there? He seems like he's like, would be like he's super competitive he plays in a particular way that feels like it would be really good but I just, and who cares right like you don't actually end up losing those games it's just one of those funny things where in the preseason games that sometimes stands out or especially in, he used to stand out in summer league really a lot too where you'd be like man he is built for this kind of setting isn't he um but you can see that he's also matured and is is really poised to take on a, a bigger role with the team and yeah if he shoots this well He's not going to shoot with this volume. He's not going to get no, this many shots up in real games. He'll be playing. There'll be more of the bigger name players out on the court and all that. But on a per minute basis, he gets the shots up, um, which is what he's there for. Like Hauser as well. They both understand that that's the role is like, why are you on the court? If you aren't going to shoot, then you aren't going to play because your whole sort of purpose of being on on the floor is because of your shooting. Pritchard can do a little bit more. Hauser can do a little bit more as well, but that's your primary reason for being out there. So you want them to feel confident that even when you're playing with how are, how many guys have made all-star teams on five guys who have made all-star teams, like that you're still out there and, 
and part of the team and not deferring just by sort of who else is out there. Pritchard has no shortage of confidence, so not a surprise that he's playing that way, but uh, it is good to see that after last year's sort of weirdness that how well he's played to, to kick off preseason. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How do you feel about Joe? Yeah, how's Joe? Yeah, he shut off, still started to... Yeah, still started shooting, but he didn't stop shooting. Right, he shot, yeah, like he's... Those are shots they want, like he's, he's obviously going to... He's going to be getting 15, 10 to 15 minutes a game, like out of the gate for a long time. Yeah. And Missoula, like he's saying the right things, right? I mean, what can you do? You yeah. Know, we'll see how it, we'll see. Um, the, the coaching staff is obviously far more um, equipped to take on the challenges of a team trying to win the title this year than it was by the time they got partway through the year last year, having lost as much as they did. They We've talked before about when they were hiring some of these guys that it, they're the right kind of guys to, to put around him. Um, certainly saying the right things um, in terms of admitting that there were problems last year and that he, that he was facing real challenges with coming in in the situation that he did and the lessons that he's been able to take out of that, but also just the things where he like knew that this was a problem even last year in certain cases with how things were developing, but like there was no opportunity to adjust really because of the circumstances that he was in and, um, and so being able to put more of his own imprint on how the team plays. Uh, and and as more, we talked more about it when they got Porzingis uh, than when they got Holiday, but like the team is also feels like it's built more for how he wants to play as well. So the, the symbiotic relationship between the, the roster construction and the coach uh, is a very important thing. And it maybe wasn't there last year. And the recognition of that leads to some of the moves they made this offseason. Um, and yeah, so it feels like the roster fits in better than it did last year. Porzingis has looked very, very good. Um, he's very tall, and he's a very good shooter. Um, and that goes a long way. <laughs> You're 7'3", and, and you can shoot, and you can hit threes from five feet behind the line. Like, that's a really good skill. 61% of the preseason. And the, uh, the to me, uh, going throwing away irrelevant preseason stats, like, the buy-in from him seems very real. Of, like... He knows, you know, kind of how nice of a soft landing this is for him in terms of a role. And now, like, he is, you know, not going to be gunning for himself. He's going to obviously take the shots that are there, which are should be plentiful when he has a lot of these mismatches. But you're not the one who's like, I haven't really seen him as like being a selfish player out there just in terms of like the flow. Like he's just finding, you know, his shot discretion seems to be pretty good and then defensively he's you know he it is what it is but his the length and 
the shot blocking is going to be an asset at times. And there's going to be teams that are going to pick on him on the perimeter, obviously. But like, again, like with him now, like it's just going to be, can you get those guys to the finish line? Um, Cause if it, it looks like this, then it's going to be a tough matchup for anyone. Yeah. And, and the drew move alleviated a lot of my concerns about how the team was going to play um, sort of swinging back in the other direction, getting a better yep. playmaker, better passer. Uh, with Porzingis, like we knew even before that move that like he was going to be a very good regular season player as long as he's healthy. The questions are health and playoffs because the health issues in the past and just the lack of playoff experience and not really knowing if the things that he's able to do, particularly on the defensive end, are will hold up in the playoffs. So we won't get an answer to that until those playoff games come around. Uh, but regular season wise, like he's huge. Uh, you can go very, you can win an absolute ton of games in the regular season, taking a lot of threes with big men who can stretch the floor and playing drop coverage with a seven foot three guy protecting the rim. And then when you add that, you then go and get holiday. You don't, you know, that gives you a lot more versatility on defense than what it looked like they were going to have. So it, the roster just sort of fits better now than it, than it did at that point. Uh but even then, like I said, like I think we knew that he was going to look very, very good with with the players around him in the regular season. So um, he has looked very good in the preseason, um, <laughs> leading into the regular season. I, I, I don't know. I'm not. I haven't been surprised by that. But sixty uh, percent or whatever it is that he's making for threes, that's obviously not going to sustain. But um, it's looked very good. It seems to be there. And again, well, one more game on Thursday night. Um, and then they'll have a week to get no ready No one's going to play, right? Like, no uh, one, none of the big guys are going to play in that game? I, maybe I, they I, will go, I go either way on it. Like, I, maybe they'll play, I think, maybe a half. I think, honestly, I think you should bubble wrap Al and Chris and Porzingis and maybe play everyone else, like, if they want to play. But I, I I saw all I needed to see on Tuesday night. I they, they yeah. proceed with discretion here. But that'll be, that'll be an interesting choice for Charlotte on Thursday night. But... That will uh that'll do it for now. Uh again, make sure you're following Ryan on on X at, at Danger Cart. Um and yeah, we'll be back with you guys later this week to wrap up the preseason and then have some exciting news coming up next week as well that we'll fill you in on to podcast related there as well. But as always, thanks for hopping on, Ryan, and we'll we'll talk to you guys later this week.